0: Good day, audience, and welcome back to another podcast of Tommy Laney Fitness. Today is episode 17, Habits and Behaviours. So, what can we learn from, like, basically how a habit can turn into a behaviour, and how that can affect us? Um, Also, uh, is moderation with food, does it work, or does it not? Um, And also the weighing scales, the pros and cons of using the weighing scales um as say a biomarker as they call it. Yeah, so let's get straight into it. So for the habit and behaviour end of it and going to kind of cover uh the first thing is going to be saying going to use sleep as an example. Uh, but you can look at this say, most aspects of your life, your eating, exercise, um, your lifestyle, whatever that may be. So just say if you say had a bad uh, a bad night routine. Okay, so coming close to bed, your routine is really bad and you continuously do that all right and that means it's probably a habit now built up over time so behaviors are going to come out of that habit unfortunately um so what does the habit uh, say for your behaviors then um how do you relate this to say your real life so i just keep it as simple as possible for myself more so than anyone um well i did actually read a recent study about this um as well um and it was very eye-catching it looked like say uh say, people who um, detested people, basically, to have a lack of sleep and, um, you know, they wanted to see how it, how it affects the people's emotions, uh, basically. So, um, in the study, they had, say, a couple of people within the study, I think it was 20 or 30 people, and they were only allowed to have five to six hours of sleep, which was pretty bad, and that's for five nights in a row. So, that must have been very painful. And then they compare that when these people say got seven to eight hours of sleep. So from getting a few hours of sleep, practically participants, they were like crankier, sleepier, and they were less alert compared to those, say, who had seven to eight hours of sleep. So what can we learn from this kind of study? What's the main point to take out of it? Well, I suppose it shows that sleepiness can cause fewer positive emotions and increase negative ones. So a lack of sleep... Um, you know it's going to influence more so your behaviors so that can take an effect on also taking effect on how you feel and that may influence how you eat that's going to be like and live and move so they're kind of the habits that you have throughout the day so simple uh behavior like not getting proper sleep can affect all those habits that you may have um and also be the root cause of say negative behaviors um like say, will, willingness to change, it can affect that, because you just have the mental energy, you're so tired, and you're just emotionally so caught up, um, in everything else that your sleep is being affected, um, so what is more, it might not be, just think about it as well, <clears throat> at the end of the day, what behaviours might even come out of bad sleep, it could be the likes of say, eating, eating incorrectly, so you could be having ice cream, uh, to fill in that gap, um or you could be having pizza or whatever because there's ener- the energy is not there and you're trying to look for that um energy out somewhere. Um so it's going to affect um your eating habits and it's also going to affect your stress levels and um, if you're not getting a good night's sleep. So you can see where I'm going here. It's creating a sinister cycle really with everything and that keeps happening repeatedly. Um, that's all I can say about So you have to be very careful um, with most habits that you have um, and how that can say lead to a behavior, especially a bad one. Now you can obviously switch that around and have good habits and that can lead to better behaviors. But you just have to be careful um, on what you're doing. Um and if you feel that something is affecting you um in long for your whatever goals you're looking to achieve, if it is a bad habit, then you definitely want to be diving into it. Um and sleep is definitely a huge one. Now on the flip side as I said you could do a small positive change, just say for example with your sleep, you could add an hour into your sleep. So just say if you're going to bed at eleven o'clock and you're up at five that's probably less sleep than you should be getting what you could do is maybe if you have to get up at five o'clock is pull back your sleep maybe to ten o'clock but we'll slowly but surely do that build it up as a little habit and maybe just uh, as i say change up your routine a little bit come and close to bed see what your behaviors you're doing towards your bedtime and try and change those a small bit and that's going to be with everything that you're doing even when it comes to saying eating behavior if you're constantly eating junk food why is that happening what's leading up to that what's triggering you to do that are you not eating correctly throughout the day and then you end up eating a uh, kind of foods that are not good for the body so you have to kind of look at and all the way that your habits can lead to your behaviors but you can always make good habits lead to good behaviors but as i said you can that can go the opposite way too it's a vicious circle really so definitely i think Working on your habits is one of the biggest thing you'll ever have because it's definitely going to determine a lot of your behaviours. And if you don't work on that, it's going to be just a vicious circle day in, day out and year in, year out. Okay, so work on those habits, everyone. Okay, so let's go into the food. Does moderation and food work? Now, I would say yes, maybe and no for some people. It really depends on the individual when it comes to this. So... People really love an all-out approach. Is what I do see most of the time, and probably not the, that. Probably would not be for them. Say moderation, um, because they just are actively listening. They wouldn't listen, and that's it. Um, and if they were able to actively listen to some advice, um, it might change their mindset and they'd have a better arsenal moving forward. Um, I would say most people, though, who have, say have tried every diet every fad that eat out there, uh they might you might be willing to try moderation in a way that is realistic and achievable Bestie, Um the sure is I know like the sure is foods that are harder to stop eating than others say like ice cream, chips, chocolate, cookies and pizza maybe too. Um but um you know I probably don't need to tell you those things and um, but just um just a quick um, note I did read say, a current study and said that people who just say had smaller portions of those Thai foods within your nutrition had better weight loss results uh, throughout the year um, and just not cutting them out because I think that's the approach that most fad diets are the other not an approach. Um, so I think moderation could help at least a lot of people um, and especially when all else fails and you still have that option. And you won't feel as bad. Say if you did have a pizza or something, you know it's within your um nutrition, but it's within moderation, obviously. Um, and as I said, there's no such thing as a food called a bad food. Now, it is the it bad food is definitely like a word I do disagree with, um, because that can sure change behaviors. Um, if you look at food that way, okay, you're either going to avoid it and then when you need to have it you're going to probably eat more of it than you should have so that's the problem with looking at food is bad um, what I prefer to do as a coach with my clients is say that a food traffic is say say a food traffic light system where you say have green light foods you eat more of those orange yellow light foods you eat some of those and red light foods you eat less so I'll give you an example like a red light food would be kind of foods you tend to overeat like, say, the ice creams, the chocolates, the cookies, especially if you're stressed and you're feeling kind of bad about things or you're down yourself, they're kind of foods that you're going to go for. Um, and you'll digest those fast. And, um, as I said, they won't fill you for too long, so you need to eat a lot of it. And they definitely don't support your goals. But you still can keep them within your nutrition um, on a lesser scale. Um, yellow light foods, they would be like, say, ones, you know, like if you go out say to a restaurant that would be the kind of food you'd have that way so they'd be a yellow, yellow light foods and you'd have uh, you know you wouldn't have much of them they would be probably what would you say you'd have less of them you know Um, that would be kind of that, that one and you'd minimise them so you're not going to be going out to the restaurant every day I hope Um, but as I said the green light foods they're going to be the ones that are kind of best for you so they're going to make you feel good in both your mind and body and you can definitely eat a reasonable amount of them uh, without any issues so you could eat more than you ever want to eat without putting up weight basically by um, eating green light foods so you can see here though i'm saying is moderation with everything is key so you're not um taking stuff out you know that way um, and that's the key setting up kind of I think it's important to have your own food travel life system um, within your house within you and your partner or you and your family because um, there's children in the house too um, and that can, that's probably going to lead to better uh, healthy habits for everybody within their life um, and it's not going to kind of create negative behaviours towards food but it could also create negative behaviours towards each other Do you know um, because you're restricting foods uh, like the red light category and it's just not going to work at the end of the day with you or everybody because when all else fails if you need to have that little day um, to yourself you're probably going to have something like that so I'd always say try and do your best six days of the week and have that little bit of time to have those red light foods letting be a little bit of your um, of your nutrition within moderation and let most of your nutrition be the green and some, um, as I said, yellow light food. So, yeah, so that's that one, guys. Um, that's a really important one for you and one that's going to be in the right direction, especially if you're looking for body composition goals like weight loss, fat loss. Um, yeah, so we move on to the next one. So, what do I? What do you think when you get on the scales? Basically, is my question here and the pros and cons of it. I suppose. Um, there's probably three things that come to mind here at me and um, when people do get on the scales um you're going to probably just compare your weight to the last weight uh, wonder um probably what you might have done um to make the scales go up or down um and what should you do next so what's the action basically common things typical behaviors from doing the weight scale weighing scale habit um that's what I would call a habit if you're always getting on it um, so I think the weighing scales can mess up your emotions to be honest with you as it can lead say, to emotions like joy, frustration, guilt and shame depending on what the scale says on a particular day uh, really so it can influence your behaviours for the rest of the day and even the week depending on how the person is attached to the scales um, if it's kind of a really really uh, habit of you each week it could absolutely destroy you if you did put up weight or you didn't move on the weight Um, and you know And sometimes people might have even well, but the scales still went up or it didn't move. So it can be quite confusing and frustrating for most people, the scales. Now, on the other hand, I suppose some people like it and can help them with weight loss goals. So it's preference, really. And as I always say, do what works for you. Um... So, some people like it and some hate it, basically. Me, personally, I'd rather not be on it every week. Now and again, maybe as referred to, pay attention to other things, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, rather than just getting on the scales and that's all you're kind of working on is your weight. You know, it it's one piece of the puzzle, basically. Um, My motto is is really don't use a tool um, if it's not helping you. So, if the scales isn't helping you, there's no reason to be getting on it. Alright, it's only gonna change your mindset, change your behaviors, and probably make you worse off. Um as in the other hand, if it's going the way you want it to go and you're happy with it, it can help change your behaviours in a better way. So you have to look at the bow end of the scale with people. Alright, you just have to see if it's for you or not. Now, sometimes in body composition wise, um I would say to people, clients, maybe mine, um it's up to them really, you don't force it um you know, check your clothes, see are they fitting differently? Are you going to a smaller size? Uh do you feel more comfortable in the clothes that you're currently wearing? Um <clears throat> you know also people can do before and after pictures now and again and um, to kind of see if there's any difference within the body. Um the only thing is your pictures have to be fairly accurate and I'd always say maybe every four weeks to do them. Um <clears throat> but as I said that's really down to the individual too. It depends on uh, what they want to do and what choices they want to make Um <clears throat> I like my clients really to pay attention more so to other things outside that even though they are pieces of the puzzle that can be covered um, I think it's more important to pay attention to your mood, your energy, um, your stress levels, your sleep um, and even your exercise performance between workout and workout and um, to see that everything is moving in the right direction. Especially if you're working on moving or uh, improving your eating habits um, and improving your nutrition um, the quality of your workouts should be getting better. Your mood and energy should be definitely moving in the right direction. And if you really are looking into looking after yourself, your stress levels should be, sh- you should be working on bringing those down and improving your sleep. Um, Definitely that's going to be the biggest base for everything really. Um, So... As I always say, there are things that I would definitely make people pay attention to. Um, because I think they're important. But all clients are different. And all clients have different goals. Um, but they're just kind of things that they might miss. You know, because it's not really out there on social media. It's more your weight and your pictures. And look at me. Um, whereas instead of paying attention to yourself and looking at yourself within that mirror... As I said in my last podcast, podcasts do that mirror exercise, have a look at yourself, say, see how you feel, how's your energy, your stress and all those things, it's really, really important. Now a key point here too is just remembering, if you do like using the scales, always remember that weight loss is never linear, so it's never in a straight line, it fluctuates day to day, all the time throughout the day your weight changes, uh, week by week. And especially if you're a female too, um, it's going to change on a weekly basis uh, due to your menstrual cycle and your phases within your menstrual cycle. Whereas males, we generally get away with that. So if a male is up weight, it's generally down. It could be down to stress or it could be down to overtraining or it could be down just to overeating or you just ate a meal at the wrong time before you weighed yourself. But generally males are lucky enough that way, whereas females aren't. So the overall goal should be to see, like say, weight weight loss or fat loss is a downward trend over time. That's my advice. I think you should put time into building up good healthy habits first and build that up over a period of time. And the weight will move anyway. But the thing about the building up habits is that your weight moves, your body will change but you're not really focusing on it, you're putting more focus on your habits, improving those. So your habits are going up and down a little bit, like they're not linear either, but at least you're improving those. And then when you do get those in line, you can always kind of step things up and um, improve the body composition a bit more. You can get more into, say, a fat loss or into maybe leaning up kind of a program, something like that. It's going to bring you even further. So a good thing is to focus on taking actions even like eating slower, adding more vegetables to your meals and even like what could you say moving maybe five minutes more each day. Because some people do absolutely probably no movement throughout the day so five minutes a day can be a big step for some people. You know so small actions leads to bigger change and just remember weight loss, acting like that is never never in a straight line okay. Take each day as it comes and build up uh, good positive habits over time with your nutrition and your exercise and also lifestyle habits like your sleep and your stress. Uh, very, very important. And overall, that's gonna leave, lead to better long-term sustainable results. Yeah, that's it, uh, uh, followers, audience for today. Um, I said three topics on habits and behaviors. Um, Hope you enjoyed the listen. Um if you want to get a little bit more of me, you can go across to my website now. It's com, or you can get me on Instagram and Facebook. Um on the first of March I am running a new um habitron tran- transformation program for 90 days. Um so it's leading up to getting um fit, healthy and more leaner within the body and obviously improving all those other areas like energy, stress, and hopefully your exercise. And sleep habits too um and if that's for you go over my website you can now sign up for it um and i said it'll be a bit of fun and get plenty of coaching from me over the 90 days and we'll work together as team and get you the results you need yeah other than that, you can go over and check out everything that i do there's loads and loads and loads of free content on my page you never have to work with me at all you have enough there just to work by yourself but if you need to get that extra help and boost I'm here to help as your coach. Yeah, so over and out. I'll chat to you soon. And thanks for listening. Good day, audience and followers. And welcome back to another podcast at Tommy Delaney Fitness. Um, Today's episode 18, and we're stepping into fitness. So uh, the topics I'm going to be covering is, does walking help with fat loss? Um, Why daily activity matters? Um, The bigger picture and be the tortoise or hare does it really matter okay so i'm going to go on to the first topic um being around 20 minutes so if you're going for a walk um or just like to pawn the kettle there and have a cup of tea definitely this is the one for you so does walking help with fat loss okay so this is a common trend i see uh, and hear like as a trainer um, is basically clients tracking their steps daily, and I must say it's definitely a good start for someone trying to get their daily activity up. I'm not saying it has all the answers, but it's definitely some sort of help. So the actual energy expenditure, say, from the likes of that uh, daily movement, is probably going to be good, Um, and as I said, it's, it's very like, say, like walking I suppose is a moderate kind of intensity kind of activity so it's kind of like your steps Um, but it basically tends to be kind of low when it comes to say burning kind of calories you know that way Um, and the research really does show that aerobic activities on its own um, it's generally not enough for say people that are overweight or or obese to get good results now the good things that comes out walking say it's like it'll definitely improve your mood, your con- cognition, um how you think basically and even it can help kinda balance out your blood pressure. So like that there are kind of great points there as well and it's definitely uh, a worthy activity say for health in general. So I would never say stop walking. It's it's just a, a kind of a tool within your box that you're gonna be able to use if you have goals of losing weight or fat loss. Now um I said walking might boost fat loss um I said, if you're working on improving like your eating habits by eating better quality foods, uh, which will feel you probably more fuller for longer, more satisfied at meals um and probably help you eat a little less too uh, overall within your day and um, so your kind of eating is going to be an important part of it as well um uh and even for general health, not just for weight loss or fat loss, whatever you want to call it, um. but just for general health you need to be eating as best you can too and improving your eating habits is an essential and key thing. Um, the only thing with walking it can tend um kind of to decrease your lean tissue. So your muscle basically and we need muscle um, and basically your overall tissue kind of wears down. Um, and that the effect of that might affect how you actually say burn carries at rest so when you're just sitting down basically um how many calories are you burning Do you know and the more lean tissue you have uh, the better that's going to be um so like it's definitely a difficult one um to get the balance here i know but de- walking is definitely in- in- important i'm not saying it's not effective um but it's just one kind of part and there's other things that needs to be implemented too um so basically what i'm saying is that the science says it's definitely more more effective pairing maybe with, say, better nutrition choices or even some high-intensity training um, or even weight training, depending on your preference, really. Um, So what you want to do, really, is kind of maintain your lean mass and also build up your cardio fitness, your aerobic fitness, through your walking. And, and um, you'll also do that, say, through your high-intensity kind of work, too. You'll build up your cardio fitness that way as well. um, And it'll, that, like... Studies have shown that kind of high-intensity training is better, I suppose, uh, kind of maintaining your lean body mass. Um, to, You'll basically look better then. you look more toned, if you know what I mean. And it'll help you, as I say, keep you leaner stronger and it'll even help you build up your fitness. So, um, now, it's, it might not be the best option for, say, someone who's super overweight uh, due to the intensity uh, and probably, I suppose, uh, increase their... Um, chances of getting say an injury <clears throat> Um. so you know lower activity is probably better for someone who's super overweight at the start and then you build it up you can go into the high intensity um, but if you're someone who kind of generally moves does walk and all that and you're kind of you're looking maybe to lose say 5 to 10 pounds of body fat um, high intensity definitely could help you kind of shred that down um, along with your improving your eating habits and that'll kind of help you tone up a lot better too uh, rather than just walking alone Um, so is walking effective for fat loss it really depends on the person's situation and habits Uh, that's my honest opinion on it Um, if I was overweight say walking is probably a better option uh, for for me now say for weight loss uh, losing weight on the scales basically Um, and then you could maybe pair that with some strength training um, and that might help you kind of Tone up a little bit, um, you know, but it'll, it'll increase your strength as well, and that'll kind of build you up for higher intensity kind of work, um, over time. Um, but if it's not for you, um, all I could say is like if you don't, if you're not overweight and you just want to say lose that five ten pounds, um, pairing up some walking with some high intensity training and maybe some weights, um, and good eating habits are definitely um a good kind of protocol together. Um and the studies uh, followers or audience here the studies have been done to prove um, that if you do all that that you will get amazing results over time the only thing is you have to be patient and have the consistency with it um, so make sure your goal means a lot to you um, and that's the main thing so going to number two so why daily activity matters so I'm going to do a quick summary of this and then even give you some tips on how to maintain your weight um, or even lose weight without having to do hours of exercise daily. Um, you're probably saying, is this that for real? Um, I definitely am for real in what I'm saying. Um, so I'll start by letting you know that exercise daily is especially important. Uh, don't get me wrong here now what I'm saying. Um, not just to lose weight, but all the rest of the um, benefits too. And the health benefits uh, they definitely out outweigh everything else um, over weight loss and all that um the sad thing is like the people <clears throat> you're i suppose people rely on exercise maybe too much for weight loss or fat loss um to be honest with you um instead of looking at other factors um it's because it's very overrated to be honest with you and like exercise burns in around five percent of daily calories uh, per day just five percent out of a hundred. That's how much your exercise uh, will burn throughout the day. Um, as I said, if you listened to my last podcast on all your Fitbits and all that, um, the calories you burn in them are very, very overrated. Uh, they're not very accurate. Um, it's something is better than doing nothing. Um, but uh, if you want good, uh, accurate calories burned, I said just get yourself a heart rate monitor. That's definitely a better option. It's going to be in around 99% accurate when it comes to burning calories and improving your fitness levels. Um, so, I also say, your food is going to come down to your food too. Now, when it comes to food, there's a thermic effect of food. So, basically, that is uh, it's the rise of the temperature within your body, and it really depends on what food you're eating. Um, I would always advise clients to generally get up your protein needs, so some lean protein um, definitely has the best outcome that way. Um. I said, that gets your... Your turmeric effective food. Um, up it burns a lot of calories basically. So that's in around 10% of your daily calorie expenditure. By just eating cor- the correct uh, foods. So eating better basically. It's not just protein. It could be everything else. It could be fibrous foods. And um, you know. And uh, putting the right foods into your body too. So I said always oh, eating better. um. Eating quality foods is going to improve things over time and not just for your uh, for losing weight, for your health and performance too, within your exercise and within your day. Um, so when it comes to daily movement then, uh, this can be your daily step, steps essentially, um, but there's more than just counting steps. So I always say don't get too caught up in it. It's definitely an important factor and it's something that can be implemented. And it definitely can give people a lot of motivation and I totally understand that as a trainer. Um, I don't count my steps myself. I more or less just keep an eye on my movement. Um, but that's me, i am trained for years, so um, steps are kind of without my reach. Um, but it's definitely a great start for somebody. And as I said, if you always wanted to do it, that's fine too. Um, so this is kind of your NEAT, is what I'm trying to get into. So it's your non-exercise activity, thermogenesis as we call it. So it's what you burn uh, throughout the day, Without exercise and without eating and all that, okay. So it's non 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 activity basically, um, or it's movement. Sorry. So just say if you're sitting down for most of the day, um, you know it's not going to be very high your movement really. So uh, trying to make up for lack of movement throughout the day is probably not good enough. To be honest with you, it's you know like committing yourself to an hour of training in the evening and doing nothing for the rest of the day, that's probably not the best approach. I'd probably say move throughout your day and maybe do a little bit less in the evening is probably a better approach. Um, So if you are clever, um, getting movement throughout your day is going to burn up around 20% of your daily calories, just through movement. And um, so... The general thing I hear is um, I don't have time as well. That's another one that I always hear um, to do an hour exercise a day. And this is where the movement comes in. And I understand that too because people have kids and your work and your lifestyle can get you caught up. So this is where need comes in. Moving more within your day basically. This could be as simple tasks as say taking the stairs and work instead of the elevator. Or a simple thing as walking to the shop instead of driving to the shop. Um, do you see where I'm going here, it's a simple thing, it's not complex uh, keep it simple um, if time is an issue and just be patient with it don't be expecting results quick with the likes of this um, thing um, you know, quick results kind of come with really really high calorie restrictions and really really intense training and not everybody is built for that um, and as I say you have to have a long term plan to get the best results so high intensity definitely does help when it comes to this um, and I had kind of a recent study that I kind of read over there and I've been trying to implement it within my programs. It's called Trigger Workouts. Now, I probably need to do a full podcast on this, but I'm going to give you the basic analogy of it. So if times a struggle, a trigger workout can take about five minutes, basically. So it's going to help improve your cardio fitness and it's also going to help you tone up. So it's high intensity, basically. But what you can do is literally start off with five minutes a day or every second day and build that time up over time if you want to you can always stay at five minutes that's fine and um, you're still over over a year you're going to get substantial results by just doing that and um, it's better than doing nothing and um, so that's going to help kind of get your knee up as well and um, you know and getting your exercise activity in Um, so the biggest thing you take from this, I think, um, is to try and do what works for you. The trigger workouts are really good for someone who is very stuck for time. Um, or if you just want to get that, go for a walk and then come back and do a fast workout like a finisher, it's a good way of doing things too. Um, but my main thing to take out is, is get your knee up 24-7. So your daily movement is going to be more important than that. That's going to burn the most amount of calories. You're going to burn outside your exercise, outside your eating and all that. Um, get your knee off, basically. Yeah, so let's go into the bigger picture. Topic 3. Given the amount of money pumped into obesity, um, i research-wise and associated healthcare costs, uh, how to tackle weight loss, it definitely has come, like, say, a multi-million dollar question. Um, the public is often in say, uh, the crossfire of headlines declaring which macronutrient is best to cut back on, uh, like all these bloody... Crazy diets, keto, paleo, all those things—they're just short-term things. They're not a long-term result. Um, it's not balance. Okay, so I, I and these things as well, saying uh, which foods are good, which foods are bad, uh, such foolish things uh, the media comes up with. Um, which exercise melt away body fat? Um, which diet is better to give you a fast track of weight loss or fat loss? Um, this is what people are up again, and it just makes me just turn my summer half time to be with you. Because a lot of it is not science based. A lot of the articles that the media put up or an article that someone has nothing got to do with fitness or nutrition puts up. You you need to do your study, you need to do uh, your kind of work when it comes down to these things. And really see what the bigger picture is. And you want to be able to help people get sustainable results. And that's what, what I like to do and kind of do things that are less glitzy or say strategies say for slimming down and all that stuff um, like it's a simple thing is even the old age walking like while that's not compelling it's not really a compelling weight loss tool but it definitely can help um, and it can definitely uh, amplify say fat loss in the context of energy restriction so when you're walking you're not eating so you're restricting the energy you're bringing into the body and you're burning some energy out that's what I mean by that um, and existing research shows that exercise programs, including walking, have an additive effect on changes in body composition. Even um, when combined with weights or high-intensity training, and also increased protein intake, um, which I'm a big advocate of, um, which unless you have kind of issues with kidneys and stuff, or um, other than that, get your protein in, and that will kind of help you enhance. Your fat loss goals and preserving lean tissue which is super important to stay strong fit and healthy and um, so it all comes down to the program or routine you can follow really and it's in line with your goals that's kind of my protocol um and you definitely will need to be consistent with everything you're doing to see the best results so now actually as i said that's something you need to be able to kind of implement your lifestyle and that's super important not trying to keep up with somebody else Keep up with yourself and you'll get the best results ever. Now, uh, a recent study as well that I've read um, kind of uh, was definitely an interesting one, I thought, uh, to be honest with you. And it said kind of walking, going for a walk after you eat a meal can promote fat loss. Definitely a very interesting uh, study and it's definitely good news. And it's something I'm definitely going to do a bit more research on and I'm going to put on a product podcast pretty soon. Uh, so watch out for that one. Um, if you are just a walker, and that's definitely one to be paying attention to. Um, so the bigger picture here is do what works for you, uh, guys, and not someone else. And um, we're all different in our bodies and mind. Uh, we all have different metabolisms. Uh, we all have different bodies, different brains, the whole lot. Um, so. Something that kind of someone else finds helpful uh, might not be helpful for you, if you know what I mean. So it's an individual thing uh, with any fat loss goals or body composition goals or health goals. Uh, But the basic habits that you need to be worked on is eating better uh, for all those, getting your daily movement up and doing workouts you enjoy. And also the biggest ones too that people maybe don't pay much attention to is improving your sleep is a key factor and also lowering your stress levels. Super, super important for any goals of body composition wise. Uh, 100%. And they're sure definitely should be in the bigger picture. Okay. So, uh, a lot of information there for you. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, so, last topic is topic four. So, be the tortoise or the hare. Okay. So, I'm going to give you the recommendations that's out there for people when it comes to exercise. So, the amount of activity currently you should do in a week, basically. The options are, say, one hundred and fifty minutes of say aerobic exercise, like walking or running or cycling, whatever you like to do, um, or and or seventy five minutes of high intensity exercise or vigorous, as I say, because that's also cardio too. Um, the thing is, you can do a mix of both, um, too, two, like if you will, um, as they, you know, are they as these are just kind of the current recommendations that is given to you. But they are based off studies, so it is legit, legitimate stuff. um, And it's done within the population. Um, So they are a good target to follow off. Um, It is a pity that not many people are paying attention to to this, to be honest with you. um, Because about, say, 80% of the population is not moving enough, um, to be honest. And there are kind of studies to be done on that too. um, And generally people who tend to move more and increase their daily exercise activity levels and have a way better chance of losing weight and even maintaining a fitter, stronger and leaner body. Uh, you must look at things um, in other ways too, like what are the benefits of daily exercise or movement? What does that give me? Um, You know, it can help improve your sleep, getting that daylight in. That's one that's missed by a lot of people. You're stuck in the house all day, especially the way things is now, get out and get that daylight in, definitely help improve your sleep. And also give you better better energy levels uh, daily. And even controlling your appetite awareness is a super one. Because a lot of people have lost that appetite awareness. They're snacking the whole time. They're feeling tired all the time. Number one, if you're not aware of how, how you're hungry or when to stop eating... Um, do you know it's you're? It's going to be very hard for you to kind of stay on track with things. So appetite, appetite awareness is a super important one. Um, and if you want good energy levels, you have to kind of eat better. To be honest, with you Now, what can you take out of this podcast? So it really doesn't matter. uh what way you get results? That's the best thing you can take out is it. It has to. It must suit your your lifestyle. Simple as that. Um it doesn't matter whether you're a tortoise or hair. Uh, that's really up to you. Or even a mix of both is fine. You know, some people will be better suited to the hair, the high intensity stuff, and looking for fast results and all that kind of things. Um you know, some people are built for that, but a very small percentage, and some would rather kind of a slower pro- approach, a mix of both, some lower intensity work um, and maybe some high intensity mixed in too and a bit of weights. Um my favorite is just a mix of everything to be honest with you because then you find good balance and it keeps things interesting you don't get bored um, you know and you don't feel you're always under pressure that you have to do this you can go for a walk a day you feel you need to do a walk you go for a run or you can do a high intensity workout or do some weights do what uh, works you and keeps you happy and uh, i just remember what your goal is Uh what is it is it to improve your health is it to have body recomposition, maintain your weight and get leaner, or fat loss or weight loss? What is it? A uh, certain type of training is going to kind of be better for all those protocols. and um, So a plan sure is needed um, if you kind of want to make things, uh, if you want to kind of get the better results, uh, to be honest with you. Now, if it's body composition is not your goal and you just want health improvements, uh, all those things are going to have significant, significant <laughs> results uh, for you. So enjoy what you do, um, and enjoy the process, tribe, and that's the main thing. Yeah, so that's it, everybody. I hope you really enjoyed this solo um podcast. I'm hoping after episode 20 to start getting some people on the podcast here. Um, so I'm nearly there, um, and hopefully we'll get there. So if you want to get in touch with me, okay, you can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, um I now went across to TikTok um, and also have a website at TommyLaneyFitness.com. Um, I run programs in that website, you'll be able to go on and get a look at them. Um, I have habits transformation programme coming up uh, pretty soon, March the first. Uh, only take on five clients maximum. Um, and it's just basically working on your eating, exercise, and some lifestyle habits to kinda of improve the whole person and if your goal is to kind of improve your body composition your health uh, definitely a good program so uh, tip across the website and have a look at that you can sign up from today if you feel the need so yeah so thanks so much for listening Um, i hope you have a great week Um, and listen out for my next podcast next week and i'll chat to you soon